Welcome to Two Girls Talk Transits with our hosts. Hi, I'm Maddie Del Rey. I'm a professional practicing astrologer with a focus more on Hellenistic traditional astrology and with an intense love and desire for predictive transiting astrology. And I'm Kaylee Smith. I'm a healing coach and art therapy grad student with a slight obsession with reading the stars. I combine astrology, spirituality, and traditional psychology to help people live with intention. Without further ado, we welcome you to Two Girls Talk Transits, where we talk about all the upcoming astrological transits and what you can do to keep yourself sane and absolutely aligned. Welcome to the next episode of Two Girls Talk Transits. We'll be looking over the astrology for February 18th through February the 24th. We're your hosts. I'm Maddie. And I'm Kaylee. And we'll go ahead and get started. So right off the bat, at the very end of the 18th, we move into Pisces season. So this is a definite vibe shift with the sun entering into Pisces. We're moving away from the air signs and entering into a water sign that's going to be softer, more passive, more reactive, and more based on our emotions and feelings. Mm -hmm. But this Pisces season is a little different as now Saturn's here. And this is the first Pisces season that we're having with Saturn co-present in this sign. So how do you feel about that? Yeah, so... We were talking a little bit before the podcast how Pisces is kind of like the embodiment of boundarylessness, and then Saturn is boundaries within and of itself. So mm-hmm. as the Sun and Saturn come here close together, we're experiencing those boundaries put on um things that we don't want to put boundaries on. So why don't you explain a little bit more about kind of like Pisces in general and like how the archetype is, especially with the sun there? Yeah. So traditionally from my practice, Pisces is ruled by Jupiter and Jupiter is a very, this is the like feminine or nocturnal expression of Jupiter and Pisces therefore is an expansive quality sign but expansive in terms of our emotions and feelings of connection so I see like Pisces as like the belief or the environment that we are all connected that we are all on the same wavelength or we are all on the same kind of plane and we feel each other's feelings and griefs and experiences and there's this recognition that we're not all one but Saturn is like not that Saturn creates containers and boundaries and constricts and limits. So there's this inherent discomfort with Saturn being in Pisces, maybe not so much as like perhaps like Saturn and Leo or Saturn and Cancer where they would be in detriment, but still this Mm -hmm. feeling of 
trying to contain what normally you don't want to contain. You usually want to share this, but it's like this feeling of isolation and more loneliness than usual. Mm -hmm. I wonder how that's going to manifest with like different emotional experiences and how, yeah, I wonder if there will be like that desire to kind of share what one is going through or more, yeah, restrictions kind of placed on. I know Pisces seasons like that I've experienced in the past without Saturn being there. Um, I've always felt a lot of intensity around emotions, a lot of depth. Um, but still at the same time, I don't feel a willingness to share. I feel like very, I remember the last Pisces season I experienced, I felt like I didn't want to speak. Like mm-hmm. I almost felt like going into complete monk mode and just not speaking. I felt very isolated during that season. Um, yeah. So I'm just wondering how that Saturn aspect is going to, to change things this time not only on a personal level, but also on a collective level. Yeah, I mean, you can see is it like a spectrum, right? Like the more difficult side of Saturn and Pisces entering in, like, you know, Sun and Saturn too are naturally opposing planets. They naturally oppose each other. Mm-hmm. And it can feel very lonely and isolating. And I mean, I know from like my other work, we talked a lot about how like, the U.S. Surgeon General was doing a com- campaign about loneliness academic. Like that can be a more negative manifestation. But the positive side of Saturn here is creating a structure and creating a routine mm-hmm. or establishing something that is usually hard to establish. Like Pisces can be our spiritual connections, right? Because if it is the willingness that we're all one is how do we relate to those beliefs? So Saturn can help really clarify what you believe in or like establish what you're growing in terms of your own spiritual healing, like the discipline needed to accomplish that. Mm, Yeah, that's a definitely good point. Yeah, I feel like Saturn can be like coming in and bringing some boundaries around spiritual practice or spiritual uh, beliefs and manifestations. Yeah. And side note on that but like collectively um through saturn and pisces periods there's been like laws and restrictions on things that are related to the occult or like tarot so like i know the astrology podcast has talked about this before but there are still some laws like in you know massachusetts or so in those smaller towns that like you're not allowed to tell fortune they're called anti-fortune telling laws mm-hmm. so you're not allowed yeah. yeah so saturn and pisces can also create things like that like actually completely restricting your ability to tap into those energies as well mm, that's super interesting yeah like you're not allowed to translate the messages of the other side anymore because Pisces yeah, is like, the, yeah, Pisces is like the, you know, people describe Pisces as like, um, you're half in this world and then half of the other, You've like mm. one foot in, one foot out. So yeah, it's like putting a boundary over that connection with the other side. Yeah. Yeah. Even so, uh, Pisces season might also bring up, uh, yeah, how it's spirituality in general, but how connected you are with the other side. Like, mm. can be ancestral stuff, can be 
yeah just things related to that yeah so moving away from the more social active side of Aquarius season to the interpersonal connective softer emotional side of Pisces yeah and it's also a good time to like uh, wrap up because you know Pisces is the end of our astrological calendar Yeah. yeah yeah so um Pisces is a really good reflection point for what's happened, you know, throughout every other sign up until this point. So, um, yeah, it's an opportunity to kind of feel it all and reflect on what's happened. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So that is a good initial shift, but this week is very transitional. Um, We still have other activities So on the 19th, we will be having Chiron conjunct the North Node in Aries. So this is a much more like longer term transit. Chiron's been in Aries for a long time and it will continue to be in Aries for a long time. But meeting the North Node, the North Node is only in Aries until the end of this year or so, a little bit till next year. And that intensifies the Chiron element and Chiron represents our wounds and our pain points and the areas that we have been hurt previously and how we work to heal that and represent healing for ourselves and for others. So I don't know, I think a bit of a like a pain point potentially coming up during this Mm -hmm. week collectively, but maybe even for yourself personally, but it may be more of a general energetic feel. Mm -mm. Yeah. Yeah. Cause Chiron is the, you know, the deeper wounds. So mm-hmm. I think also those themes of whatever the, the North node has been bringing up for you will kind mm-hmm. of be highlighted and, you know, what pain is associated with this transit. Mm, yeah. Chiron isn't <laughs> exactly comfortable, you know, no. unfortunately. But, uh, you know, Chiron is the wounded healer. So it's like, how can we self-heal? How can we learn how to heal ourselves through whatever the focus is? Yeah. It will have different manifestations for everyone based off of where it's hitting in their own specific chart. Um, But yeah. Yeah, and I think if you want to learn more about this is to kind of reflect back to the eclipses that we had in Aries. Mm, So we had an eclipse in Aries last, uh, it was April of 2023, I believe. And that was the last time we had one, but we have an upcoming eclipse in April as well this year. Mm -hmm. And so what big themes like this is the big increase of your life you've been stepping into a lot of this Aries energy especially where Aries is in your chart like making mm-hmm. big shifts and starting new things beginning this new venture for yourself what pain points have you come across right and this may be highlighting those places where you need to give more energy to because they will be expanded on in this upcoming eclipse so you have to be like it's a point of getting yourself prepared getting yourself ready and making sure that you're willing to step in and cover all the bases and there will be things that fall through and that's what Chiron may show you is like hey these things aren't working Mm -hmm. yeah that's a good point I know for me also it might also be helpful for anybody listening but 
Um, for me, it's helped a lot to look at the polarity, like look at the south node placement, because I've been through those eclipses, I've been feeling a lot of shedding in the Libra ruled mm -hmm. part in my house. So um, if you look into your chart, wherever Libra is, it's likely that you've been feeling that shedding for a long time. And then wherever Aries is, is kind of where we're stepping into, right? Mm -hmm. um, but they're also with Chiron there, it's interesting because there's some healing to be done in that area. But yeah, I would say looking at both points would probably provide a, a lot of clarity to kind of, yeah, what you're specifically going through. Yeah, definitely. Because um, we still also have that south node eclipse in Libra first at the end of March and the, mm -hmm. before we have that. So those two definitely work together in a pair. Um, so just spending some time reflecting on that and you know with the sun in pisces hopefully you will be more in tuned to your emotional needs and feelings anyway so hopefully or uh maybe it's not possible not to be <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you don't have a choice <laughs> yeah you don't have a you're thrown in there now yeah. here you go you have to cry or suffer <laughs> yeah literally get your tissues ready <laughs> yeah. um, but we still have some Aquarian energy and that really significant day is on the 22nd and you'll be feeling this on the 21st as well because it's, it happens very early on the 22nd so around the 21st 22nd of February Venus and Mars conjunct in Aquarius so mm -hmm. This is significant because if you think back to this prior summer in June and July, it was in June, Venus and Mars were traveling very, very closely together in Leo, but right before they were about to conjunct, Venus stationed retrograde. So this is like mm. an unfinished, mm. yeah, this is like something was unfinished from the summer, from this Venus retrograde in Leo. Now we're in the sign opposite of Leo. We're in Aquarius and these two are conjuncting. So it's like this long project of like whatever self-work or review you were doing with your Venusian characteristics in your life this summer is now coming to a different turning point. And Venus and Mars really want to take some action and like go get it and make that change for yourself. That's really interesting that you mentioned that because I remember the Venus retrograde. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so reflect back in June. Was it in June? I felt like it was in August. Was it in June? It was in June when she stationed retrograde. I'm almost sure. Maybe yes. It was okay, when so. the Barbie movie came out. When did Barbie come out? Barbie came out the it's day she stationed. Before August, yeah. Yeah. No, oh, no, it was July. So maybe it was July. I don't. Yeah. Know. Yeah, it was July then. Yeah, I was gonna say because I think it was closer to to August. Yeah. Just remembering what was happening in my life, but mm -hmm. yeah, if you reflect on July, think of like a major. Not, it doesn't have to be major necessarily, but think about like a larger shift that you might have seen um, in that area of your life and yeah, how that's kind of played out with Venus themes here. It would be something related to maybe your aesthetic or like your relationship to beauty or 
it's really going to, it's really going to depend on the house that it also falls in. Yeah. A lot about your desires too, like Venus. Yeah. yeah. Like I feel like in Venus and Leo this summer was a big reflection on what we desire for ourselves and whatever house of that was in our chart. Mm-hmm. And now with Mars here is it's like, okay, we clarified and we reviewed, you reviewed those desires from the summer. Now it's like them coming together is like, all right, here's the plan. Let's actually go get it. Like it is a very powerful transit, honestly, like these charts with Venus Mars conjunctions are powerful for getting exactly what you want. If you're yeah, clear. That's true. Yeah. I read uh, <laughs> that a lot of celebrities have a Venus Mars conjunction. Yeah. And this is like, uh, I was reading up on it and uh, it's kind of like the ability to, mm, how do you say I can, the only word I can think of is, you know, schmooze. Yeah. 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 <laughs> to, to like schmooze your way through things like sweet talk people, but you actually mm. have like these really um direct motivations. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. So it might be something similar to that. Like you're really actually motivated to go get this thing. And Venus is bringing that like sweet touch in there to like make you seem not so like warrior like. <laughs> You look, a, yeah, you look a little bit cuter than your intentions are. Yeah, <laughs> I, uh, it's definitely a, it's a sneaky one, but it can be really fun and um, really quick to get what you want. Um, yeah, I mean, it, again, I think it will relate a bit to what was going on in your life this summer and then also probably a bit to that new moon in Aquarius that we had um, yeah. earlier. Yeah. Great. So shortly after that, Mercury will then enter Pisces on February 23rd. And we are focusing our mental energy and our like internal energy is definitely more softer and internal and around emotions. Although I'm sure in our outer world, we're taking a lot of action with that Venus Mars conjunction in Aquarius. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So mental energies are, yeah, kind of up in the Pisces realm, which can be very like activating, I think for the crown chakra, you know, it Mm. it might be, um, you know, the other, others like Mercury in like Gemini or Mercury in Virgo. And it's like, uh, dominion would be, you know, very in the mind, but then Mercury Mm. in Pisces, I think is almost above the mind. Like, Yeah. Yeah. Like, what are you receiving? What messages are you receiving from your intuition? What are you receiving from higher places and higher spaces? And this can even be, I think, getting a lot of dreams, too, that are trying to convey something to you. Um, So just being really tapped into this. I think it would be a good time to have a dream journal if that interests Mm you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Exactly to your point. Like, Pisces is not only in like domicile or dominion in Virgo, it's also exalted in Virgo, which means it's not only in detriment in Pisces, it's also fallen in Pisces, Mm -hmm. which essentially is like Pisces doesn't care about logic or details or facts or reasoning. Like that isn't really how the world works in the Pisces Mm -hmm. mind. Like there instead is unlimited possibilities and magical thinking and realistically like believing that anything and so it's 
allowing with Mercury here is allowing yourself to kind of expand your mind as you're saying, like be above it, be above the rationalization of everything. Mm. Yeah, that's a really good point to make too. Yeah. Maybe this time we're not like, I think Aquarius is a bit more rational. So moving mm-hmm. into the sign of Pisces, I think is like allowing ourselves to um, meet, you know, that irrational thinking part of ourself, that diluted, like, you know, every that's, you know, that's such a trend right now. Feed your right. Delulu or something like that. Yeah, yeah it's only going to ramp up. <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's a good time for that. So go ahead and get delusional. It's all right. You're probably going to feel like that anyways. Um, but it's okay. You know, if nobody ever fed their delusions, the world like Disney world probably wouldn't exist, you know? Right. We wouldn't have creativity. Mm-hmm. We wouldn't have art. We wouldn't have poetry. So like, thank God for Pisces for that. Exactly. There you go. <laughs> so that, but that's an important note because Mercury will be ruling this full moon that's happening on the 24th of February and it's a full moon in Virgo. So I will pull this up for the video. Um, and for the audio listeners, we here have the full moon at five degrees of Virgo opposite the sun in Pisces at five degrees. Mercury is also in Pisces. Saturn is in Pisces at nine degrees. Neptune is also there at 26. And besides that, it's just that Venus marks conjunctions at eight and nine in Aquarius and Jupiter over in Taurus at 10 degrees. Mm -hmm. So first off, like just basic breakdown, like this full moon, the ruler is in a fallen, struggling place. So it is more of like, it's almost like I feel like this full moon is highlighting all the ways our rational mind and our particular mind and the rational world, the rational material world, like the systems that we believe in have fallen, have failed yeah. us, you know, have are not working or have maybe they have worked. Maybe they did work for a while and now they've reached this peak point, right? This full moon peak point of like, we no longer need these systems, rational thinking. Like we have to trust in something bigger than ourselves now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could definitely see that. Mm. And I mean, like Saturn staring opposite of that full moon is like, it it does, it speaks very heavily to our systems, like to our government, to our world that we live in and it's almost like how is that also crumbling you know with like Mm -hmm. Saturn struggling to maintain boundaries in Pisces or constantly having to build new ones Mm -hmm. what about the the Virgo like aspect of that how's that going to play a part I like I like I just think like with the Virgo it's like it's the it's just asking us to release that Virgo side of ourselves. Like with just Mercury not available in mm-hmm. Pisces right now. Like I think it's you, it's like a really big ask of letting go of control. Mm, you know, Virgo loves that. control. Yeah. <laughs> and I could see that. Yeah, this full moon, the Virgo side is like, where have you been? really meticulously, you know, very carefully, meticulously being very organized, very much in control of this part of your life. Are you ready to let go? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think, yeah, because full moons kind of speak to what we're letting go of, you know, it's reached that culmination point where we're, um, where, you know, the energy is at its biggest peak. So we're able to understand and assess the energy that's happened up until this point. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, yeah, we're being asked to kind of shed that. So it's funny because, you know, yeah, like you said, Virgo wants to control, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but yeah. Anything else to note about this? No, I mean, really the last part that we have for this week um, is activated during this full moon and it is back in Aquarius. Venus is making a square to Jupiter. So this peaks on the 24th, a little bit after the full moon, but it's activated during this full moon. And maybe this is good. This is probably like a little optimistic. This is probably like, you know, hey, things are like kind of falling apart in terms of how I believe the world works, but I got some really good news about this relationship or about this contract or about this thing I've been expanding into lately. So a give and take. <laughs> yeah, we kind of have like multiple things going on at the same time, different layers. I think so. Mm -hmm. I think there's going to be two parts of your life right now. I think we're moving into that Pisces Virgo axis of your chart that's getting activated this week, but you're still dealing with the Aquarius side. So the Aquarius side will have a little more flow in that Virgo Pisces is going to be a little more jarring. Mm. Interesting. So that the newer energy that we're stepping into is going to be a little bit more of a shock at first. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, just with mm -hmm. Saturn there and that full moon right off the bat. Yeah, I could see that. But for the Venus Jupiter square, that is good for, you know, relationships and it's good for just feeling more abundant. Um, feeling more expansive in this area of your life. So really, again, relating to that new moon in Aquarius, relating to what Aquarius season has been building for you and hopefully having a little bit more faith and trust through that full moon in Virgo is going to be the most important thing. Yeah. I think even today, like today we're recording this on the new moon. This is like mm -hmm. very much that uh, new point where we're feeling a lot of like desire in that Aquarian part of our chart I think so mm -hmm. um yeah I think this Venus square Jupiter will kind of be more of those themes that we've yeah like you mentioned have been experiencing over the past week or so by the time people are listening yeah exactly so a little bit of a mixed bag. This is definitely a transitional week. I think we will be bouncing around from different what was old and stepping into something that is new, which can be exciting or you might dread it a bit, depending where Pisces is in your chart. But mm -hmm. um, overall, like have fun and definitely just be aware of what comes up for you. And that will definitely be expanded on the last week of February. Yeah, keep us posted. Let us know how the transits are affecting you and yeah, just any noticeable things that happen to you throughout the week. Take note of them and we'll see you next week. Yeah, you can find us on our Instagram at Two Girls Talk Transits and our YouTube. See you later.